What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this episode, I sit down with Alan Menox. Honestly, I'm still probably saying his name wrong, but that doesn't matter because he is an awesome dude and an even better Cuban-born, native Cuban photojournalist. So this interview is really just eye-opening, and I learned so much about Cuba and a lot of my preconceptions about it and and honestly getting to know him and his work and what he does was just so fascinating. Overall, great dude, uh, and I think you're just really going to enjoy this podcast. That being said, this is now season two of That's the Angle, so I really hope you're enjoying uh, the last two episodes. I can't wait to keep pumping out more. I got my schedule packed with um, more guests just coming up, and I, it's just all quality and everything just feels so good. The studio's looking better. The audio quality's looking better consistencies there and so yeah if you're enjoying it please leave a like or uh, or a comment or subscribe on youtube that actually means a lot more a sub on youtube like that's worth its weight in gold so anyways i'm done talking let's get into the interview peace what were we saying so I'm, I'm asking you to do you do this collection of it's just photographer or what kind of people do you buy to the podcast so originally the podcast started where i did only want to do photographers But then I found that really boring and that there are actually, and I really couldn't find that many photographers I thought were interesting. So I actually haven't had a photographer on in quite some time. Uh, and I've just been interviewing like different artists, creatives, different mediums, just anyone who I think is creative in their field and just doing interesting things. Oh, that's made me feel proud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you brought me here, you bring me here. It's like, okay. Okay. I feel <laughs> you look at what kind of person. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, do 100%. Let me do the intro. What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And today I am joined with Alan Menox. And did I say your first name wrong? Is it Alain? Alain. Alain. Oh, okay. It's a French name. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was like, I know I'm not saying that right. Uh, it's funny because in Cuba, my name pronounced Alain. Mm -hmm. you, you are a farmer. Uh -huh. You live in the countryside. You call me Alain. But the French name is Alain. So, and people call me here, Alan. So when I go to a Starbucks, I say, well, coffee, what's your name? Alan. Yeah, that's a whole idea. <laughs> that I, that I in between the A and the N just really messes everything up. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. everybody has some issue. <laughs> <laughs> Life dude, is not perfect. Dude, it's not, dude. What happens to me is my name's Bruce. So whenever I'm in a loud environment, I go, hi, my name is Bruce. And they always think I say Chris. Oh, really? They always say, oh, nice to meet you, Chris. I'm like, what the fuck? Did I say, I didn't say that. And it happens all the time, at least once a week. <laughs> Dude, well, it's so well, random. Welcome to the club. Or, or, or welcome to your club. <laughs> yeah, we've been in the club. But man, like, yeah, when I say I don't have photographers on much, it's because there's. I feel like there's not many real photographers I run into on a daily basis that I think are interesting and, like, doing really cool work. Like, I remember meeting you at... Um, an art event which was super rare do you remember it was a stop, stop motion. motion yeah the stop motion you're just like some random dude at the bar and i was like yo what's up man we started talking and you're telling me that you're from cuba and i was like, I was like what i was like this is so crazy and it just really blew my mind and um ever since then like you were in my mind i was like i gotta have i gotta have alan on i gotta have alan on and so when i was coming up to do the second season i was like all right you were like top of my list all right let me see if he's available and i'm glad i could catch you man well thank you thank you for inviting me yeah of course honestly i, I feel honored mm. to be here and i mean I, i recently moved to america and it's just a year just exactly a year since i moved to america from Whoa. cuba 
um, I tried to, to get into the community photographer in the area here in DC mm -hmm. because I'm a photographer. That's what yeah. I had doing all my life. And it's, it's a guy like you take his time to invite me to a podcast and <laughs> then you call people that do something interesting for you. That's okay. I'm making some noise. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, you've been making noise. You said you've been doing it for over 20 years. I found out and like, that's so insane to me because I'm only in two years into photography and like to hear that you've been doing it for so long. It's just, it's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I've been doing this for so long, but honestly in the last, I think the best years of my life as a professional photographer have been the last seven years. Really? Yes. Uh, I mean, if, if I was, a, it was a process. I started working as a photographer when I was in college, mm -hmm. which was, uh, no, 1997, 1998. Wow. When I finished, uh, in Cuba, the army is mandatory two years. After that, I went to school and I, to prepare to get into college and I studied journalism. And in the school of journalism, I, I got interested in photography. I mm -hmm. said, I want to do something different. Yeah. And they said, okay, something different. They had to do it. Photography is cool because I like to paint, but I never, I'm, I'm not a good painter. I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually heard you say that. Like, I saw this really cool video of you and you were saying that, like, because you couldn't paint, you chose photography. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, they want, and so, okay, photography is something cool. And at that time, to be a photographer was so cool. You have girls around you and, oh, that's so cool. And you I, I, I'm not a good dancer. Yeah. I'm really bad dancer. And in Cuba, you are not a good dancer. Oh, you are done. Oh, you really? Are, yes, of course. It's like, uh, oh, you go to a party and you don't dance and you have zero or at least 10% of possibility to hook up. A, no a way. What kind of, <laughs> what, what kind of dancing do you, do they do in Cuba? Uh, in Cuba, what do we dance? Uh, we call it casino. Uh huh. With the globalization and the boom of the salsa in Latin America and Puerto Rico, people call salsa, mm -hmm. but we call in Cuba casino. Oh. People, are, oh, you don't you you don't know how to dance casino? So no, oh, you're done. Oh, but it, but it's 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 technically salsa, just called something different. It's similar. similar. Ah, okay. Similar because the Cuba the Cuban raiment is song, mm. not song like the song. No, it's song. So we have soneros, people who make son. And the Puerto Rican uh, have something similar, but they start calling salsa. Ah. And with combination, I'm, I'm not a, an expert musician, but it was a different rhythm. It's the same beat with new elements. And ah. they call it salsa. And of course, they were close to the, to the um, uh, medias and the access to um, launch their music worldwide. And Cuba were more like, uh, not condemned, but uh, restricted to the yeah, area. Yeah, because it, you're, yeah, you're in your own world there. Like I imagine that when you were growing up in Cuba, like especially how the music was formed, it's because you grew up in. You did you grow up in communist Cuba? Uh, Cuban socialist. Cuban socialist. The communist is a party. The communist party. Ah. But honestly, and that's curious that happened with people who go with me to Cuba. Uh, uh, we have a lot of likeness in Cuba. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that makes us to consume a lot of different things. And the Cuban, the, 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 the average Cuban have a lot of culture because the educational system is really good. People oh, learn wow. a lot. And also, the, we got, we're 60 of 
learning things and we want to learn, we want to listen, we want to see and we consume every kind of thing. We read a lot, we listen to music, we watch videos, we watch movies. We have a lot of culture. So even when we are like in our Iceland, we are very universal. Ah, so yeah. you can go to Cuba and you ask to talk about a random artist and I'm sure that it's a Cuban guy. Oh, yes, I know who that guy is and I have this album and I like this presentation in this way. How does that happen? It's because we consume everything. Oh, see, it, it's so, I'm glad you said that because I, I always assumed when you said, you know, talking about how deep your culture is and everything, it's like, I assumed that since you guys were in this sort of your own bubble, that because of that, you kind of came up with your own sorts of like culture and different things. And maybe it was like so unique, but I guess you had more access to the outside than I thought. It's complicated. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's complicated. We have access to ever many things, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we are restricted because of many other reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but no, Cuban is, Cubans are very universal. Cuba have a lot of talent and the Cuban music has spread all over the world and they have a lot of influence. For example, uh, we have uh, the, 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 the jazz in America was influenced by the Cuban music also because they brought the timbas, the, the drums. Yeah. Uh, they brought it to the, to the American jazz uh, and we had the Latin jazz. Uh, that oh, was created in Cuba. So really? This wow. is, yes, yes. We, we have influence from Africa, from Europe. Uh, the Cuban music is really rich. You can go to Spotify and uh, tag, uh, make a research for yeah. Cuban music or Cuban jazz, and you'll be amazed about Ooh. how good we are. Yeah. yeah, I'm really interested now about just the Cuban music in general. Do you guys have some sort of like modern thing, kind of like how Puerto Ricans have uh, reggaeton? Do you guys have something like that? Oh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, when you're talking about it, I was like, yeah, leave it to the Puerto Ricans to mess up. Uh. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, we have reggaeton. It's not the best part. Um, um, and honestly, there is some musicians that made reggaeton that are really good musicians yeah but honestly it's not my favorite music ah uh, okay yeah i was wondering if you guys had something like that That's but we have everything electroacoustic music classic music salsa music um you name it we have it you guys also have the most beautiful cars uh yes that's like that's like that's like my ignorant american being like i know they have really nice cars yes because we, after the the 1959 mm -hmm. i think the last cars getting to the country in the 60s wow. the 1960 after that with the uh, we could you call embargo in cuba we call it blockade mm -hmm. um no more cars come and the people keep the car the american car that they had like relics and they take care of them and they are beautiful, but inside they are like Frankenstein's because the engine is could be Russian or could be Japanese or could be Korean, oh, wow. and the transmission from the car from Europe, and it's crazy. And you have this beautiful car, but inside there are something different. Oh, so everyone was like importing parts from wherever they could. At no that importing, uh, <laughs> like hustling like, or create being creative, oh, like salvaging and stuff like that. Yeah, I. So it's funny because I had a, I have a friend that have, he owns a beautiful car, a Pontiac, and I saw his the wheel the car said, just beautiful. Where'd you get that? Said, oh here, here. Yes, they, they do this here. So really, so people are very creative. <laughs> they have nothing, but they wow. create beautiful things. I said, wow. Yeah, I just made a wheel out of nowhere. Well, they had the materials, but 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 it's hard to get. It's not like here. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, when you, so when you, 
right before we started, you were mentioning that you do a lot of trips where you bring Americans to Cuba, and like that's why you're back right now. A lot of trips is a good expression. I moved. <laughs> <laughs> I did these trips in Cuba before I worked for an American, mag- American magazine and an American uh, uh, tour company in Cuba. Um, and when I moved here, I start my own company. Mm. It's through Cuban Eyes. Um, actually, the name is the brand is through Cuban Eyes. My company is through Alliance Eyes. And I made this, and this is my third trip. I just came back from my third trip with Americans. I bring American photographers with me to Cuba for uh, for a week wow. under the uh, support the Cuban people uh, category. It's complicated. It's not like, yeah, oh, let's how, go, let's get in a plane yeah, and go it, to Cuba. It's cool. No, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's a lot of weird logistical things. The fact that you could bring, like, how many did you bring? I, mean, I bring with me six only. Six only? Wow. And you just, like, you know, grab your cameras and you just set up, like, a whole tour for them. It's... Yes, I, it's a seven days uh, interacting full-time with Cubans. Wow. Uh, going to... Afro-Cuban religion, Afro-Cuban religion lectures, uh, knowing about art, meeting with artists, eating in the restaurant, meeting uh, entrepreneurs, uh, going to private homes and having dinner. That's something beautiful. The people, people really like it. It sounds like a big em- embrace of the culture and not just like, oh, here's a pretty spot, take a photo. You know, it, it sounds like you're really no, sort of immersing people in the in the Cuban culture. Exactly. So, the American requirement is that you you travel to cuba america to travel to cuba had to do it under the category of support the cuban people it's not going to tourism an american cannot go to cuba and hang out for a week there yeah. going to the beach that's illegal okay under the american law yeah so me as a company i can't provide that so i have to provide the itinerary to accomplish the american rule so anyhow when this is really complicated for because you're not bringing tourists and having phone like the classic phone of party and beaches i think the best thing that this brain is the limitation brings is that the american could go to cuba no close hand how the cuban live you have an experience and you learn about the culture you learn about the people you are hand by hand side by side with the people and that's beautiful that's the way that i like to know country I have been traveling around the world. I've been in several countries, and that's what I think. Uh, what I like to do, I, I, for example, last. But 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 real quick, but what you're saying, like when you when you bring them over there, and, and you're not just doing the tourist shots, like you're you're immersing them in the culture, and, and you exactly, know, also, but taking uh, photos, all, yeah, all the time. yeah. But you're taking photos, like I'm sure within that, like being on the Cuban streets, or being in like a house, or being like all these places that they would never go if it wasn't for you. Like, like they're really in the nitty gritty here. Like that in itself is a photo and it's like whether or not they see it, you know, it's exactly no, I, I mean, they get surprised that that's one of my experience today. They, I always tell my, 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 my clients, do you have an idea we're going to find right now in Cuba after seven days, you're going to tell me, what do you think? Uh, they don't expect what they expect. People, people in Cuba are so, so nice. They leave open doors. So it's easy to go to walking on the street, get into a house, and they what? say, you want a coffee? You get into the house. They show you the bathroom, the kitchen. You sit in their chairs. You take portraits of people, and they're happy to do it. 
Really? Yes, people are just like super cool. It sounds amazing. It sounds so nice. Like it, it's 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 so contradictory to what I think about Cuba. And I imagine that them going into it, they're expecting some sort of like hardship, or they're kind of scared, or they're kind of like on edge, or something like that. Like, no, shit like that probably happened too. Yeah. And yes, it should happen. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but with their own people, yeah. uh, that's another thing. But but I I never feel like. Uh, that my clients are being observed or followed by the police or no 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 and cubans love americans really yes they, they embrace you, them like these. yes you go to cubans and americans and say where are you from i'm from america really and they love americans wow it's crazy now I, sometimes i get angry when people compare cuba with other countries that are very close and have different cultures and they're like uh, they hate Americans. We don't. We don't hate Americans. We we really like Americans. I mean, a Cuban, an average Cuban, wake up in the morning listening American music. <laughs> they try to dress an American way. They watch American series in the and the, on TV. They watch American movies on TV. We have something that we call the weekly package. That's a companion of information that people download from internet. And it's like we are following people following the the Walking Dead, for example. Or when the game is thrown, every week people watch the episode because somebody downloaded that. What? Yes, the last movie. The people, of course, pirate. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, because you guys don't have internet or you have limited. We have internet, internet but it's limited. It's very expensive. Oh, and so almost no one has it, kind of thing. Exactly. You know, I think I actually saw. No, the young generation have access to it. Even my son is fourteen years old. For we can afford that. Uh, but not everybody can afford the prices of internet in Cuba. And so it's like, it trickles down like you guys or whoever is doing it, not you, but whoever's doing it, they create these packages and deliver them to everyone's houses. I'm sure they get a little cut, but that's how everyone gets their entertainment because it's it's from American culture. It's a big business there. Oh, it's a shit. business of millions. Dude, no, I saw a little mini documentary on Vice, I think like a year ago about that exactly how there's like a, and they went and the guys that they talked to, they interviewed, they were completely anonymous, all black and they followed them like all wearing all black and stuff and they, and they followed them and they were like yeah you know we download these packages and we drop it off and they're just showing how much money they make from all this stuff and i'm just like what, what is that in north korea or cuba no this was in cuba this in cuba, cuba. yeah okay. like, like the guys who pirate things but people know the people who, who make the pack weekly package in cuba that's, that's always secret i, I mean don't know. I'm, 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 maybe, maybe they were just dramatic but it was cool probably to see. they made it more dramatic yeah. but people know i mean what 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 happened in cuba that people don't know what happened there Oh, God. God. you know it's it's just so easy to assume so many things about other places you know it's so easy to just be like consumed by our american ignorance and be like oh what do they know uh, i mean this, this this information is part of mm. life everywhere we have some in cuba people have this misinformation of other places but that's part of who is managing the information and that's we are victims of that every day mm. everywhere so but it's it's clear the Americans have an idea about of my country, and when they go there, it's different. I mean, I'm selling my country. I, I love my country. Dude, I know you love Cuba. <laughs> I, after doing my little bit of research on you, I was like, God, this guy is the the best ambassador of Cuba I could ever talk to. Like, this is. Uh, I, I mean, I believe I believe what I do. I believe on my, and and photography is what I use to share my country. Mm. Yeah, photography is the the water that I put my boat in and bringing people everywhere. Yeah. Because it's easy for any kind of photography they want to do. That's a good place for that. 
That's a really good place for that. I don't know, you do fashion, you go there, you're going to find a lot of background everywhere. Ooh, I know, that's literally... Everywhere there is a dream. background location for fashion photography. Oh. And it's not complicated. It's not complicated to do it. How do you approach it, though? Because I've noticed looking at your work, especially on the streets of Cuba, uh, and you also have your food stuff, but speaking of like how you approach documenting Cuba, like what is your approach there? Because it seems so real and it seems so like in your face, but you feel like you're in that moment. Like how do you approach like doing this when you're out there by yourself? Well, one of the things I'm Cuban. Yeah. I have easy communication. I know the gesture uh, language of the people. One tip in Cuba, smile. Don't be a jerk. Mm. Smile all the time. And and be honest, be clear. I always, I never hide my camera, take photos. I show my camera and I take photos in front of the people and people are nice. People are not afraid about anything. So people are like, okay, you want to take a photo, take a photo. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool. Um, and what you see there is what happened. What you see in my photos, what, what is happening right there is nothing too high. It's like, it's a real life. And I, I'm there. And, and one of the things that I do is I walk a lot. Oh really? I walk a lot, and with my people, I walk a lot too. That's the point to take to do a street photography. And Cuba is a safe environment, so you can walk around Havana, and nothing happens. Even if you go for the tough neighborhood, nothing's going to happen. Wow, I'm surprised considering you're probably carrying a pretty nice looking camera. You look pretty cleaned up and everything. I mean, shit happening everywhere. Okay, yeah, it's true. That yeah, shit it's, does it's, happen it's, everywhere. It's shit happening everywhere. You you can there is. You can't stop course, that. There's exactly. always going to be bad people everywhere. The story of people yeah. that were scammed or they get the camera out or assaulted, that happened. But if you go with the right person to the right places or walk in the neighborhood with the right person, nothing happened. Even by yourself. My wife had been there by herself. I have mm -hmm. been working and she had been there by herself walking around mm -hmm. in a rough neighborhood in Havana. Yeah. And nothing happened. Wow. And what you said, and American people respect you and people love you and take care of you because there is not anything bad inside about against the American people there. So, so when you're, you know, walking on around the streets or wherever you're walking, when you see like a moment, I imagine you just, you probably take the photo and then you maybe approach and say, Hey, I took your photo. Or do you just like kind of keep going with it? Uh, I ask for forgiveness. Yeah, but they, <laughs> <laughs> I take the photo. I strongly believe that I, as a photographer, have a social commitment mm -hmm. to tell the story, to tell the people, show the people what is happening around me, mm. because we are not working for ourselves. We are working for the future. Oh, and that's what I want to show. What do you mean we're working for the future? What 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 happened right now in between you and me today? It's history. Yeah. A, a minute after we finish, a history. So if we take a photo, it's because that belongs to the history. And we're showing this, we're capturing this moment for the people who come after us and see. Mm. And if we do a good job, if we, even if we cried what we see, we tell the story that helps people in the future to understand where we are living right now. I would like to understand more about the past of my country through the photography and what I do, I mean, the photojournalists that we had in the fifties, the thirties mm -hmm. in my country, and they work for magazines. When you see the photos and you read the story, that history. 
Yeah. So we are the same. We are we are registering moments. Yeah, you're, you're documenting moments in time, so the future can be like, oh wow, that's what Cuba looked like according to Alan's, you know, to, to how he, to how he saw the world. Uh, but I just a break on that wall, on that building. There's mean? many other photographers. Really? Yes. I mean, that's why I want to. Cut, when mm. I went to my country, I tried to help my people, also all the photographers, because I'm just part of that uh, building. There is others that are doing. They can do the same than me, or they're doing better than me, and that's good. That's beautiful. And I mean, you and you want them to document. You want them to share and spread exactly. the message of Cuba. It's building a community. It's building, and they get inspiration. Everybody. I mean, I, I believe that we should collaborate with each other as a photographers mm -hmm. because that helps you to create a community. Yeah. And that's, it's walking together. And, and you have support everywhere because you are collaborating. And that's, I think that's, that's what we should do as a photographers. Yeah, a lot of photographers do try to keep things to themselves, I've noticed. Because it's very competitive. It is very competitive. Exactly. I'm unbelievable with that. I mean, yeah. So I think one of the, th I start being a better photographer the day that I start recognizing other people's work as better than mine. It sucks, though, because, doesn't it? Yes. And I, I was really bad. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm really good. And criticizing everyone. But there was, they, I understood that, oh, wait, 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 this guy is really good. Yeah. And that guy there is really good. And this girl is amazing. And what she's doing, wow, I wish to do what she's doing. And that day, I start being a better photographer. Like you humbled yourself in a way. Yes, but it's, it's the understanding. It's like we are all different. And we have different opportunities, different ways to approach and to see the world. And... And I like that. I I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. And I think that that moment started me making me start making me a better photographer. And when I start working on all, important breaking point in my professional life was working with uh, American photographers. Really, that changed my life because that changed my point of view of the country and how I see the world. Oh, because they're seeing it from a whole different perspective. And other way to approach to the things like uh, how to take photos, what to take, mm. recognize a beautiful moment or not. And, and I learned I learned a lot with a photographer. The name is Peter Tonley. He's an American photographer. He's a former Newsweek photographer. He he traveled a lot to Cuba. Mm -hmm. and he fell in love with my country, and we met working I, I was his assistant in his tours in cuba and i was i learned a lot i was his, his work and uh, wow and try to imitate him in some way but creating my own style what was it about his work that really drew you to it he liked people okay and his work is very humanist he's mm. very close to the people and i like people too but I learned some of this technique and I use my own, put my own ingredients. <laughs> so, so, so there's more technique than to just walking the streets and seeing a moment and taking a photo. It's a combination of, of, of both things. Mm. Uh, I'm, for example, one of my tricks I work uh, was uh, speed priority. I set up my ISO 
and speed priority and shoot speed priority. Most of the photographers shoot aperture priority. Oh, you know, I was wondering what you did as a street photographer because I knew there was no way you could shoot in manual. There's no way you could catch these quick moments if you were always adjusting your settings. Well, uh, I wanted to do that with one of my friends. <laughs> I have a friend. He's a really good, really good yeah. photographer. His name is Enrique de la Osa. He lives in Miami now. And he's... I, I like him because he's tough. He's a guy that he don't, he don't have shadows. He is black and white. Yeah, and he he'll tell you straight. Direct, yeah. straight. He said, you should shoot... Uh, you should shoot uh, Emmanuel. And I tried to do it. It's really hard. I he can do it. I, I, for me, it's hard. It, it seems like it would be too hard because especially with street photography, it's like you get a pass because there's no way you're dealing with all these lights and shadows and hard lights and, and, and people's. You, you don't have time to take the photo twice. Well, sometimes you're a hunter too. Yeah. When you are hunting, you, you say, okay, this is a really nice environment. Maybe I can try shooting in manual to get something and you get something. That's valid. Everything is valid. There's, there is no recipe to do. But but what you do, you said you said you do speed priority, so it figures out your shutter speed. Yes, I shoot speed priority because my interest is to get the story. Yeah, exactly. And I want to get the story, and I want to turn around and shoot immediately. Rock. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed that here, for example, in the metro. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I love the metro here. Yeah, I, you've had some good shots too. I have some really nice shots. I've, I've seen some of your metro you. work. Yeah, it's thank really you. nice. I love the one photo you have of the guy. He's like grabbing his, the, his uh, between his, he's grabbing his bridge of his nose. Like he just like this hard day and you shot it in black and white. I was like, oh, it's so nice. And, and the black woman behind like looking yeah. at him, like, like, like observing him. I, lo I love that shot. And I was in front of him. I was in front of him, sitting in front of him. Where you just like, you just had it like in your lap. And exactly. I have my <laughs> in my lap. I said, okay. I was shooting, waiting for him. Yeah, I, but I think what you do by, by you know, openly being like, yeah, I shoot and speed priority, I think that's so cool because so many photographers get caught up in being like all about their gear or being all about, hey, I shoot in manual, all about I only shoot film. But really it's like you said it, like it's not about that. It's about the story you're trying to capture. I mean, it's not about that in my case. Yeah. Everybody has his own book. Yeah, but, but but no one cares like if you shot in manual mode and whatever you did, if the photo sucks. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's like, does the photo speak to you or speak to someone or not? And no one gives a shit how you got there. It's, you know, people care. Exactly. No one cares how you got there. It, 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 they care how it makes them feel. So all this, all these little logistics and technicalities that so many people just get so caught up in, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, you have an objective. I want to do this. Well, the last high heel race here in DC, I shoot it in manual. The, you said the high heel race? The high heel race. Uh -huh. I, I, I shoot it in manual. Because my friends in Miami said, you should do it in manual. Oh, I God. did it for him. So I got some good shots. Yeah. So not, but that's okay. But I, that's another thing that I do. I listen a lot to the people. Mm, yeah, I noticed, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the high heel race, just so people know who's listening. The high heel race is basically drag queens or dudes or whatever, whoever. And they're in drag, and they they literally race down the street wearing high heels, like a, like a foot race. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> drag race. That's amazing and beautiful. I love that people. Dude, it, it's it's so colorful and eclectic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I and I like that thing. I have a friend here too that I met the first day I came here as a resident. He's another photographer, mm -hmm. Siracas, and he made fetishism. Oh, he took photos of fetish. 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 He took fetish. And he invited me to uh, be part of his team um, in the 
fetish and DC fetish ball. Whoa. And I have amazing shots. What kind there. of stuff did you see there? Uh, uh, cool things. <laughs> You're like, I can't even tell you. I have a friend of mine say, how do you like it? Well, I'm telling you, I, I didn't have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you walking around with a, with a woody on? Like, what's going on? No, I mean, I'm very professional. So for me, that was like, was very interesting. I was overwhelmed with a lot of information. I met people there that are beautiful people. I mean, when I say beautiful people, not physically, people that I was talking with then that were so smart, so nice. I said, really? I didn't expect, I mean, in Cuba, that, that doesn't happen in Cuba. I mean. Uh, 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 probably not. If you get caught in something like that, maybe you can get in trouble. Oh, really? Yes, it's complicated. Does Cuba hate gay people? No, no, no. no. Does the government hate gay people? Uh, we had some issue with that in the beginning of the revolution oh now their the religion is better and mm -hmm. honestly what about like the people in general like how do the people like the it's more accepted now more accepted so it's now it's cool that you have oh. a friend that is gay that's okay even the kids they recognize all the kids are gay and there is no bullying probably they are some of course but but it's it's increasingly it's decreasing the 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 bullying or the discrimination to gay people oh that's cool it's beautiful but you were saying that you met some really cool people at the at yes, the yes. I, mean, I'm, I, I, I like i like stories i like interesting things and that was a great opportunity that this guy gave me to me so as a photographer it's like your dream you're in a room full of people doing crazy shit that you don't ever get to see and you're just like you're there with your camera and everyone's fine with it and you're just like let's go well, no, everyone, <laughs> but you have to be in that case. You have to be uh, very aware about when you can show faces and when you can't. Oh yeah, because people have jobs; they don't want to get in trouble. Uh, exactly, and I understand that. Do you have some briefing before said who you can take photos of, uh, who you can, and you go and you work and you crazy because you are overwhelmed with all that beauty of what you are seeing yeah. as a photographer and then you find this you say okay I need to I can't take photos I can't show these faces or the other faces and sometimes you have a good photo but you know that somebody is somebody that you can't take photo of that as or it's like crying you know I can't do this so what what do you guys do with those photos like what was the whole point of you guys even being there taking photos at? they they um Siracas, his name is on Instagram is Warfare 01. I think I, I think I've seen his work before. It's, he, it's raunchy. He shared that and they have like a website for the fetish environment. So he's he's just that kind of photographer in general. Yeah, he he do that. I think I've definitely seen his work. Yeah, he yeah he had given me a hand. That's one of the beautiful things that happened to me in this mm -hmm. country. This guy we met in the high heel race the same day that I arrived here a year ago. And after that, he's calling me. You want to do this? You want to do the other thing? And we go together to activities what? here. What? To yes, that's wicked. So you're telling me the first day you were in America was October 30, and you shot a bunch of gay dudes running in heels. Exactly. <laughs> you're I, like, wow, America's crazy. <laughs> I just landed, put my bags in the house, and I grabbed my get, get my camera, and went to the 17th Street to take photos of drag queens running. Dude, that's so wild. I like it. I know, but it's, and it's so fun, you know? And what I think that I find here in D.C., the, the LGTB community is so cool, mm -hmm. so open, so, yeah. so friendly. 
that that's the right places to go to take photos. You want to have interesting photos. They are so colorful, so vivid. There's things happen there spontaneously, and I love that. That's so true. It is very much a community that's not afraid to express themselves. Exactly. You know, not wear and, and wear something weird and not and not try to conform. And as a photographer, that's what we want. You know, exactly. we want these interesting subjects. But I don't consider myself that I'm doing something wrong. I'm, when I take a photo, I try to exalt and to um, I don't know the word in, in English, but it's to honor that person. I, mm. I, I never take a photo to um, humiliate somebody. Ah. I don't like that. So I try to tell the story that tell how great these people is. And I find that in that community when I take photos. That's so interesting you say that, taking a photo to humiliate someone because that, that's something that could easily be done in, in in scenarios like this or scenarios in Cuba where you could see something and you're like, you know, you look stupid. But I find that, at least that I see in your work, because of your 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 love and your pride of Cuba, that it comes through in your imagery. Like it's very vivid. It's very warm feeling too. Yes, yes. I, I try to represent that. I, I don't... It, I can do it if I want it, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not interested to photograph the worst part of the country. There is other people that would do that. I'm okay with mm. that. I, I took my own path. Yeah. I want to share with the people the best. Even when you go to a house that is very poor and people live very humble, I when I take a photo, I in my mind is not to make fun of that or humiliate or. No, no, no. For me, it's like, look at the beauty, mm. even in the poverty. Hi. And I'm, I'm, that's what I want to, to bring to the people. Hi. Hope. Ooh. Love. You know, beauty. And you think you can do that with photography? Uh, absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Photography is not um, neutral. Photography is, you, you have a position. You, you take your photo with your eyes, mm -hmm. but your mind is involved what you see and what you try to, when you have a camera in your hands and you take a photo, you are telling the people how you think, mm. how's your mind, what you support, what you condemn. And Very, that's, yeah. it's impossible to say, no, I'm neutral. Yeah. No matter what, you, like, no matter what it is, it's, it's like an expression of what's on your inside is what you're saying. Exactly. It's, it's you. That's what you can recognize photographer through day photography it, 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 and you can tell because it has like a feeling to it exactly you say oh this is Anne Lebovitz by the way I love Anne Lebovitz uh, oh wow why because it was she had in her mind mm. yeah she was good she was a she was a photojournalist as well just like you yeah um, Sebastián Salgado one of my idols who? Sebastián Salgado Gal Galdo? Salgado Sebastián Salgado Sebastián Salgado okay. is from Brazil mm-hmm Amazing. I, I got inspired by his work. What kind of work does he do? He's, um, he, he did that work Terra, for example, or he did the Terra, uh, the movement, Sin Tierra movement. They make, uh, have a, uh, a book, name is Exodus, mm -hmm. about immigration. Um, he went to Africa. Now he's doing something about the Amazonas. Oh, wow. He's, He's amazing. Just the way he ca captures these people. Yeah. And in my country, I'm telling you, uh, there is young people like Arin Chan that is 
amazing. There was Orlando Garcia, for example, that's a really good photographer too. Young people, young photographers. And there are others that are amazing. John and not that John, but I mean, I get inspiration in that people. Cañivano, mm. for example. Cañivano is a Cuban photographer that he said is him and God. He can turn around, close his eyes, take a photo, and that's a good photo. For no sure. way. Yes, he's, he's God. Jeez, it's like you, you really look up to a lot of like street and photojournalism photographers. Yes. yes. How, did, how did you get into that? Like going way back, like how did that become a thing? I'm a, I've studied journalism. Oh, so it just started with a passion for journalism or? No, I'm, I'm studying journalism. I graduated in journalism in University of Havana. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and telling story was part of my work. Oh. So, and, and that's what I do. And for 13 years, I worked in a cultural institution in Havana, mm-hmm. working with musicians. So for 13 years, I was taking photos of concert musicians, taking and um, performing music. Oh, wow. Um, uh, painters in theaters, uh, graphic designers do, doing portraits, uh, exhibitions, things like that. And you did this for like a magazine or something? No, f- just for the institution. Oh, the institution. And I was in charge of the, of the archives of the institution. Whoa, what a gig. That's such an awesome gig. What the heck? It was interesting. Yeah. But at some point, I got exhausted because I was in an office or going to places, taking photos of the same, and yeah. I had, I need the adventures. Yeah, and was that the first 13 years of your photography? Uh, basically, yes. Wow, I can't believe it for 13 years, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, that just blows my mind because I've been a photographer professionally or like seriously, I would, I would say for maybe like three or four years now, and to just be doing that for 13 years just... But imagine I had not my own camera. I can't afford to have an own camera. Oh, so really? yeah, I'm working for the institution that have a camera and provide me the camera. Oh, they gave you all the gear. Yes, it's not like I get the camera from the office and go outside and take photos of the street. In the street, no, that never happened. Oh, that happened. I don't know, in 2008 or 2000. I think 2007 that I got my first camera. Oh my god! You were working for more than like 13 years, and you finally got your camera. Like in 2007, I had my own camera. Wow, a D70 from Nikon. <sighs> And after that, start working hard to get my own camera because it's, it's you can't afford a camera. I mean, you have a salary that is like fifteen dollars a month, twenty dollars a month, and you have a camera that costs like thousand dollars. How you can do that? Wow. Yeah. Or okay, let's see. Okay, you start doing photo shoots for people, but if you wanna have not your own camera, how do you start doing that by yourself? Oh, so even just getting a camera in Cuba for you at the time was just, it was really hard. It was almost unobtainable in a way. Exactly. It was my, my, my first year were very hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Until I had my own camera. That's why now when my friends tell me, I have an old camera, I want to bring it to Cuba. I bring it to Cuba with oh. me and I donate it to a photographer. That's amazing. Because dude. I want to help. I can imagine how big of a deal that must be for that photographer. Like to us here, you know. We've, we've got cameras sitting around probably at our house that we don't use, but to someone like you, you know, back then, if someone gave you that digital camera, you'd have been like, there was a guy, I brought a camera for a guy that a friend of him sent it to me here and I brought it to Cuba and I gave it to him in Cuba. That was so happy. The guy lived in the t- 
town in the middle of nothing. And he has a new camera. Well, it's a used camera, but for him, that's a brand new camera. So one day, a friend of mine sent me a, a lens for sport photography. And I had the same lens here. I said, you know what? Let's send it to this woman that she take photography Cuba, sport photography. Has, she had not her own equipment. So now she start with a lens. Wow. She's got something. Exactly. But she had a camera that belonged to her job. And she started working with her lens with this camera. And so did she, she started making like a lot of good work or? Yes. And I, I was searching and for photo Cuban photographers on my on internet to see when I have the opportunity or somebody send me something that I can donate to, to donate to a photographer mm -hmm. to, to try to figure out who's the best for this or who needs the most. Ah, who, who could use this? Exactly. That's so interesting. I, I actually, I think that's, kind of like po like i don't know how what, beautiful or romantic i don't know the right way to put it but like it's it's so like it's so hard to get into photography that if you want to you actually really have to like want it and have to want to be able to do it because you might not get that camera for years or whatever it might be like that's that's so wild i i, I had a i had a, a advice for an american friend that i met in cuba probably 20 years ago mm -hmm. yeah he said um you have to work with what you have and try to be good with what you have. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing and trying to do all my life. So, for example, I don't use flash. Respect. Because all my life, I never used flash. You never had access to flash. So I had a camera, but I had no flash. When I had a flash, okay, perfect. But I don't use flash. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to work with the camera like with setting. Yeah, not, so even now, even though you can't have flash, you're just like, eh, I don't want it. Uh, exactly. Most of the time, I don't use it. Yeah, unless you really, really need to. Like, I don't want to use it. I just don't like the. You don't like the way it looks. Oh uh, no, it, it can feel kind of plastic. Exactly. It can feel it's very so fake. Like, yeah, it, it can feel fake. I'm surprised you don't shoot film. No, no, it's too too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like the the immediately result of oh, this is good. Erased. Oh, this is not good. Erased. This is good. I yeah, like that's it. So Keep true. It. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so I also was learning that you also started because of your passion for food in Cuba. Like you were documenting when you were doing some of your early photo photojournalism that um, I don't know if it was when you first got your own camera or not. Um, you started, you said you were covering um, chefs in different restaurants, but you, you started to get really into that. So it was also 10, I think so. I started working for a, an American magazine in Cuba. Mm. Um, Can you say which one? Uh, on Cuba, on Cuba magazine. Okay. Now it's on Cuba News, is the website on Cuba News. Um, and I asked, the, they want to make a, um, a, a page of food, or a culinary page. I said, uh, can I do it, can I do it? Why, because I like it, I like the oh. food. So can I do it, can I do it? They said, okay, do it. And I went to the first restaurant, I get the recipe, I took the photo, I know nothing about taking food photography, yeah. but I like it. And it's okay. Uh, let's try to do it better. And I have friends from America that start sending me information. And uh, you can download this. You can download the other thing. Go and check this, check the other thing. And I was checking and download PDF of books of photography. And they want them send me a book with for photography, food photography. I said, okay, oh, I'm learning. Did. And I, I asked the people in the magazine, well, I want to do this, but I want to do it different. I want to do the recipe, but I want to do an interview to the chef. Ooh. 
We said, okay, I like it. An interview and a portrait. And for like three or four years, I was taking photos of chef and recipes and interviews. And I learned a lot about the culinary environment in Cuba. Sorry. And, and I love that. So today I have a lot of friends that are chef and they, learn, they teach me a lot. One of my first chef in Cuba that I interviewed in Cuba now is living here and is managing the Cuba Libre restaurant here. No shit. In DC. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Did you hook him up with that or no? Yes, of course. He's my friend. Oh, so you put him on with that. Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. And he founded, he was the founder of one of the best restaurants in Havana is Cafe Ajiaco. Mm-hmm. That still bring people there. And, and, and I appreciate that. They, they opened me a door and... And I used that door to do something good for the community. Was there, when you were documenting all of these chefs and getting, you know, you were getting really close to them, was there anything that you kind of noticed that really like stuck out to you? I started understanding that sometimes people in Cuba were like, said, oh, we are, I understand we are not the best, mm-hmm. but we do something decent. And then to stand to, to appreciate and to be, I don't know how to, but be moderate in their opinions. I understand, I understood something when I was working. Usually the Cuban said, this is the best of this, this is the best. I understood that we had nothing that is the best. And I learned that with a chef. And for example, the, the terminology gourmet. Oh, the gourmet, we had no gourmet in Cuba. It's impossible to have gourmet in Cuba. Oh, gourmet, gourmet. Gourmet, that's it. Yeah. We had no gourmet in Cuba, that's impossible. Yeah. We had not the product to do something like that, but we had good food. Mm. And and I just I start to appreciate and valorate the traditional Cuban food, and I fell in love with that. That's so interesting. That yes, it's like the Cuban chef brought me back to my culinary roots. Uh-huh. So now when I eat something in my country, when I eat something in my house, I really appreciate that because it's it's my culture. There is a restaurant. There is a restaurant now in Havana that do really good food, but but really good food, traditional Cuban food, and that's amazing. Mm. And that's the kind of thing that I appreciate and I recommend always to the people. But I learned that with that. I learned I learned to appreciate what I have, my that's, culture. It sounds like that, that's how the chefs approached it too. They you said they were so moderate, like they would just make these things, and they knew they weren't a Michelin star restaurant. But what they had, they would just try their best at or try to make super delicious. I guess. Yeah. And, and I'm, I really want to thank all of them because mo- some, most of them called me and said, you know what, we're preparing something new. I want you to, to come and try it. Oh, it's so and great. I do oh. photo shoot for free. Also. Yeah, they're your friends. They call me and say, I need this. And they okay, I'm going to do that photo. I'm going to take the photos for free. Of course. I, I charge only a few restaurants. Yeah. But most of them, where I make is a symbiosis and they gave me knowledge and I gave them photography. Well, you probably get food too. I <laughs> that's mean, of course. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the best relationship I could think of right there. I mean, I think that's so cool. I mean, like, and, and I think as a photographer, like I love exchanging with people like that. You know, you exchange your services. They, they exchange you some food and some knowledge. Like I love those kinds of transactions. It's so, it's so, it, it, it means more. Yeah. I mean, this chef that now is working in Cuba here, he said, you want to learn about food? You have to eat. Mm. And I learned to eat. 
<laughs> Dude, chefs are so badass. I think chefs are like pirates. Yeah. I've always thought they were just like very hard working people, you know, very to the point. They don't bullshit you. And you know, they've got crazy gnarly hands. Like if you, I, I imagine you've picked that up, picked up on that. Like if you look at their hands, you'd be like, holy crap. Like, uh, but this, yes, they're like pirates because yeah. you have been, you're being in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. The chef is the guy who yell everyone. Yeah, he's like that com commander. Yeah, his crew. Make people cry. Dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I worked in the restaurant industry for over four years in college, and some of my first jobs were in restaurant industry. And so, and I still love it to this day. But there was one thing I always loved. It was just like I always loved the kitchen and loved the chefs. I always thought they were so cool and interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I'm so jealous of you. You got to like be in there and like, you know, that's so cool. Now I'm, I'm doing some, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm doing some stuff for Spa Hopper here. For Spa Hopper? Yes, it's a, it's a website that they sell photography and advertising for restaurants. Mm -hmm. And they're hiring me for doing that. And I've been doing like a couple of shots for them. In D.C.? In D.C. So oh, that that's, that's, must be pretty cool. So I'm coming back again too. <laughs> <laughs> How often are you coming back and forth from Cuba to America? Well, in a year that I've been living here, mm -hmm. probably four or five times. Wow. And it, each time is just like for a trip and stuff? No. No, 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 all the time. I, I, this year I had three trips this year. Mm -hmm. So let's see this next year what happened. <laughs> it's a hard time. It's a hard, it's a hard business. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like you're always jumping through loopholes and trying to like deal with the people and then the government and then being there. It's a lot, it seems like a lot to manage. It, it's a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. People are not clear mm -hmm. about, about that. If this is, it's okay to, is if legal or not to travel mm -hmm. and it's legal to travel to Cuba. Yeah, it's safe, mm -hmm. and it's unforgettable. So uh, you have to do it in the right way, mm. and I, that's what I provide. I provide the the itinerary and the legal activities to to travel to make a trip to Cuba legal. Ah, yeah, because I I know a lot of people personally who have said they want to go to Cuba, but we all we all think it's illegal. We didn't. I didn't know there was like what you said. You do it to give back to the people in a way or whatever you say. If you go by yourself, probably you will do something illegal. Really? Yeah. Like what? Like what's something that I would do illegal? Because you have to accomplish some kind of activities. Mm. Most, of, most of the time, people go travel by themselves, a couple, oh, we're going to hang out for a week in Cuba. And you have a deteriorate. No, no, we are going to eat in restaurants and and go to the beach. Oh, that's illegal. What? Going to, how, why is that illegal? It's illegal under the American law. To, because you are not interacting full time with Cuba, you are not supporting the Cuban to be independent economically from the government. You are not supporting uh, ONGs. You are not um, helping people to develop their uh, their own. It's it's complicated. Is that law that Cuba made, or is that law that America made? American. Wow. So is that that new law that Trump made? No. Okay. That the law is coming from. The previous administration. Oh, from Obama back in 2014, 2015. But they have a, a category that there was people to people. So this administration took off that category and now it support the Cuban people. So it's a little bit harder to accomplish the program, mm. but you can do it. And that's what I, that why my company provides that. I make the itinerary and the best way to do it and legally real, real is- Real quick, what's the name of your company? Through Alliance Eyes, but 
the name of the brand and the website is throughcubanseyes.com. Throughcubanseyes.com. Through Cuban eyes, yeah. I want to make sure people listening could hear that. And, and I'll link it in the description <laughs> and stuff. No, because what you're talking about is amazing. Like, uh, besides the fact that, like, plugging it, like, I'm, I think that's cool. I wish I had the money to do it. Like, I'm sure there's tons of people who are probably going to listen and be like, yo, I'm going to go. Like, that sounds sick. Like, uh, I mean, for, for the reference, it's a paradise. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a paradise. Oh, I'm so jealous. If you go to my Instagram now, you can see photos that I took with, the, with, the, with my client this week. And amazing. And what is it? I think this is a good way for for photographer to do, and this the guy that the the way that I bring people and, and to Cuba and travel people in Cuba is the way that I used to travel myself when mm-hmm. I travel outside, when I go to other countries. We, my wife and me, for example, we like to hire photographers outside when we travel to to do the tours because that's the best way to. You learn. So you're saying that when you travel to different countries, you'll f- hire, you'll find a photographer and let them give you a tour. Exactly. Oh, that's that's, that's such a good so, idea. So it's what I do for Americans, bring it to my country. But when I go to other country, we hire a photographer to do the same job that I do in my country. Where's the last place you traveled and you did that? Uh, I went to Japan. Oh, dude, tell me about that. But oh, amazing! You can lose your mind. Yes. <laughs> And so cool people there for photography. Yeah. It's, it's a place for street photography. Yeah, the streets, all the neon and all of like, I've, I've always heard it was and just... And the people so nice. I like, I love it. I love that place. And now we're going to a trip to Asia. We're going to travel to four different places in Asia. Mm-hmm. Taking photos. And we are hiding people That's in cool. every country to, to take photos, to bring out to take photos. So when you were in Japan and you hired that photographer, he he brought you to some like pretty wicked spots. Yeah, we walk a lot. We want to walk. Like, Are you sure? Yes. We don't want to take anything. We have to walk. Like, okay. Uh, one day we, we walk like twenty kilometers. <laughs> but you must have seen the entire island of Japan. <laughs> we get into neighborhood. We climb. We get into oh, buildings. Dude. We did a lot. We did a lot, and we really loved that. That's what a great experience. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that idea next time I travel. I'm gonna hire a photographer. Like, yo, I want you to show me your favorite places. Exactly, and you are supporting the community. True. You're supporting another photographer. You're meeting somebody, and you are collaborating with that person. Mm. It's we're not alone in this world, and and that's good. How we the photographer make money? I mean, if I, you could be a really famous photographer, an expensive photographer. Mm-hmm. But if not, the other thing that you have the most is you know your city, you know where you live, the you know knowledge. what you can get the best photos. Yeah. So it's cool that somebody come and hire you to bring them to the places. Yeah, and a lot of those those places are beautiful. They're they're in parts of town you want to go to and spots that a tourist group will never take you. I, and you go to a place, being a photographer, you go to a city, and you want to wander around by yourself. Mm-hmm. You lose time. I, you. Probably yeah, you, do. you don't know where to go. Yeah. You end up and in the it's wrong. a waste of time and money. I mean, you hire a tour, you go into the touristic places where everybody goes, and you have the same photos of everyone. I've been That's there. not cool. It's not cool at all, dude. I mean, there's places you have to go. You have come here to D.C., you have to go to the National Mall and probably want to. Yeah, of course, of course. Since it's mandatory. But if you want to walk around the city, you need to do it with the right person. That's very you true. Could, you can get in trouble. Or you can get lost, or you can do nothing. 
how, how do you find the photographers when you we wanted to go so we we make google search and you just google search <laughs> and my wife is an expertise in that she ah. make a google search she will look for the companies and she make she re make reviews she she see the reviews the videos um she share with me and we compare one with another and we see one itinerary and the other one and we talk directly with the photographers if we want to do this what about this what about the other thing and we try to build on on itinerary with the photographers oh it's wicked but from their perspective oh so but the photographers you're hiring like you wouldn't like hit up me you'd probably hit up someone who does like street photography or something or not but a person that knows the city mm, that's most important that's the most important thing and only supporting photographers is karma that is. come back to you i don't think i've ever supported another photographer <laughs> maybe this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to we have to do it no you're so right man you're so right it's like we're, we're always at war with each other we're always like who's getting more likes who's got more followers who's getting what gigs like we it's like we all love to show like what gig we're on you know it's, it's such that's a, cool that's cool yeah. that's important too it is because important. make you feel better <laughs> i mean you know making money but that makes you feel better oh so cool i like likes I would like to have more followers, of course. Yeah, of course, me. <laughs> Come on, follow me. <laughs> so, but, so I'm just gonna go off topic here. I, you said that you just got back from a tour group. Yes, sir. Um, when did you get back? Uh, yesterday. Oh no way! Yes. Okay, so good. This is super fresh. You said that you asked them a question, right? You said that something about what the beginning. And At the, the end? beginning, they said, "You have an opinion about my country now. You have an idea what you're going to find." Let's see what happened at the end. Oh, so do you, do you, you've heard what they thought? And... Yeah, they said, oh, we want it back. <laughs> they said, we want it back. This is not what we expect. Really? Yeah. What, what about it is not what they expected? Everything. Like just the people, the food? The and... people, the food, the experience. Uh, uh, this is true. A country, when you're a foreigner, you're visiting a country, that country is what people show you. If I came here to this city and I hire a photographer and they bring me to the worst places, tell me the worst stories, afraid me all the time. When I leave the city, I said, shit, I don't want to back here. Yeah. But if you bring me to another places, you show me cool things, you have a very positive environment and ideas and commentaries, you will like it. It's the same city, two different points of views. You know what's funny when you say that is I went on a tour group once um, and part of it we went to Spain and I swear to God the only thing I remember was don't get pickpocketed. This guy's a pickpocketer. This guy will rob you and it just made just it just made us feel so paranoid. Exactly. And I feel like I couldn't enjoy like I couldn't relax. Like we're in this we're in like the central part of the city. I don't remember anymore at this point where we were but we were we would literally be in the subway and I just felt so like. Yeah. Like that happened. We went to Barcelona. Yeah. And Barcelona is like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, then maybe he the wasn't wrong. The capital. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then maybe he wasn't wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was true, but... But, but, but that, that happened. I mean, you can be scammed everywhere. Mm -hmm, yeah. Every, every country has scammers. Everyone has scammers, They are behind the tourists and scamming them. We have to the Cuba. But that's why, again, you hire the right person to bring you to the places. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I said, Simon said, you should hire somebody. No, I would do it by myself. Okay, I mean, you're saving maybe 200 $300. But 
but probably you would not have the same experience. You hire somebody that lived there, come from there, and bring you to the right places, make you save time, and probably make you make you help you to make the amazing photography. I mean, you're, that's so true. You don't go to a place to not enjoy, not to spend a little money. So why not invest in the experience? Dude, that's amazing. That's it. I mean, so you said that the last seven years of your photography life have been your best. Why is that? Because I've start. I met this photographer, Peter Tonley. Mm -hmm. And after that, I met all the photographers, American photographers like Tommy Crow, John Gringo uh, from Creative Life. I don't know if you know, Creative Life is a company in Seattle. They have a website. And they went to Cuba with a group, Ken Acosteman, and, and that experience with them, learning from them, because they, they went to Cuba for workshops with all the photographers. But seeing what all the people do, learning from them, from their own experiences, seeing what they do in your own country, that made me learn. That was in school. Mm. So I, every time that I work in a workshop with this photographer, I was part of this workshop. I was learning too. What what is Creative Life doing? Creative Life is a was a website. It's a company that offer. Uh, it's like a school. Mm -hmm. It's an online school for photographers, designers, um, musicians. Even it's crazy. It's, it's based in Seattle. Okay. And and how are they? I don't get. How are they involved in Cuba? That seems so random to me. Uh, because uh, the company that I work, used to work for. Um, contact them. Mm -hmm. The the host, Ken Acosta and John Gringo is one of the teachers there, and offered them to lead the tour to Cuba, and they accepted. And oh, that's so cool! And they did something so beautiful. They brought a hard drive with creative light classes to Cuba and just gave it to them. They gave it to me, and I tell them the best thing that we can do is to donate to a cool photography in Cuba. And we brought we we brought to a, a private school photography in Q, in Havana, and, and donated to them. Dude, wow! <laughs> in like five years, we're going to see like the most crazy photography come out of Cuba. <laughs> uh, right now, there is a lot of good photographers. Really? In Cuba, yeah, young guys. There is like three or four school photography in Havana, and but the photographers are so talented that they are doing a really good job. And are they like exhibiting across the world or anything like that or, or outside of Cuba or they're just kind It's of... hard for them. Yeah. Some of them, they are well known internationally. Mm -hmm. Some not, but the young guys that are, the young, the young photographers that are racing up, they're really good too. Mm. I'm, I'm really happy with that. You know, I mean, competition. It's... That's good. If you're not good enough to keep up and then get out of the game, you know, it's, it's, that's probably what keeps you motivated to I mean, you said that you actually walk almost every day or something like that, where you, you literally go out every day and take photos. Mm -hmm. How the hell do you get yourself to do that? Uh, oh, transportation is really bad, so you have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Fully transportation is crap. So, it's <laughs> Do you do it in D.C. too? No, in D.C. I, I, I walk a little bit, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I Sometimes I spend time in the house, but sometimes like, I need to go out, get a metro. I stop in DuPont and start walking. Ah, Dupont is a good spot to start. Yeah. That is a perfect spot to start. Yeah, sometime one day I went to the dual Ellington school. Oh, that's a nice school, man. Well, and and I walked back to my house all through Western Avenue. 
what are your what are your thoughts of, of DC since you're so foreign to it? Like, I mean, now it's probably seems like home to some point, but what are your kind of thoughts on it now as a photographer and just in general? I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it. There is the best look. The best thing that I like photographing DC. I think the most photogenic thing is the metro. Really? Because I find a lot of variety of people and stories inside the metro. Really? The malls too touristic. So, but I need to walk more about around the neighborhood. Mm. I like to DC for photography when they do a, an activity like, uh, for example, the Fiesta Latina or high heat race or the pride day or even the march that happened here that's very photogenic yeah all of the protests and rallies and any of exactly. always looks good but try to find something colorful um because i still need to know more about the city to walk more around the city mm. i don't drive i still have no car mm-hmm. so having a car is pain in the butt you trust me you don't want one yeah well well, sometimes you need it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> and and this, I think I need to learn more and making DC more my city. Mm. I think it's interesting that you think the metros are like a really good spot because, I mean, you're right. It's it's one of the few places in the city where people who who live who come from riches, people who come from poor, people in the middle, they all have to get on this stupid metro car and go somewhere. And you can see this stressed out guy next to this mother of four who has nothing and you're just like, this is nuts. Exactly. But the people are are they self in metro in the metro. Really? People are they self. You can I have photos of family of four with the kids sleeping in the in the metro because they are moving from one place to another, but that's so tired they sleep there. Um, people eating, dancing. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's it's a real life in a in a car. Yeah, it's just that little ecosystem that just happens there because of it. It's so nice. You said the word the ecosystem. Yeah, the metro <laughs> ecosystem. You know, God, yeah, metro. I'm gonna look at it differently from now on. I'm trying. Yeah, to I like it. it. I really love it. I mean, I'm gonna be sure to shoot on speed priority. I want to say, I like to take photos in DC in black and white. Really? It, what what makes you want to do that? I want I see the city in black and white. I see the stuff having here in black and white. Is it because the architecture is so not colorful? <laughs> mm, no, you know. But you just feel it. I feel it. There is some photo that I think that it should be in color, mm-hmm. and I post it in color. I keep it in color, but most of the time it's black and white. Really? Like just the feel of the city? Yeah. Something about it, just like it's just it just feels right in black and white. Yeah, about the activity for so you cannot take the Pride Day in black and white. I, I can't see that in black and white. I had to look at it. Mm-hmm. But generally, when you do your street photography and you're walking around, it's black and white. It's black and white. It's so interesting. Like if you're in Japan, it definitely want color. Oh yes. You know, you're in Cuba. It looks like you want color. It's when I've seen color stuff. It's very a lot of vivid colors Same. everywhere. That's so interesting. No, I don't know why, but are there? Are there any photos that you've taken in your career that kind of like took off? Or are there any like really big moments or big photos that kind of became a big deal or like, an, or like published or kind of became like a symbol for something? I took a photo when my son was like six years old. Um, I tried to recreate the Iwo Jima photo, the guy with the flag and the Sudibachi Mount. Mm. The ones you see in Arlington. Yeah. 
I tried to recreate that with my kid and his friends <laughs> with a Cuban flag. I did that. And when I did the photo, my son said, uh, I want a photo with my friend like here. And so he took the photo, he took the flag, it was a beautiful wind, and he raised his hand, hand and started screaming, Viva! and I took the photo to the kids. Now this photo is, very, is being used for people from different political perspective about Cuba as a symbol. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm for free. For free. <laughs> Damn, that's messed up. And you're, you're out there not getting your cut. I mean, they don't give me the credit. And I was like, oh, that's my photo. Oh, you just want Remember, the credit. That's, yeah. my that's my photo. I mean, I cannot charge for that photo. Yeah, what, are you, what are you going to do at that point? It's exactly. Everywhere. But that's the thing. That's one of the photos that become iconic. That's so funny because it's not even one of your street photography ones. It's it's no. literally something you did like for a fun project. So bad, something that my son. It was his idea. <laughs> my son said, take that photo for me. Dude, you're going to have to show me this photo. I got to see this afterwards. That'd be so I go, well, Dude, that's, That sounds amazing. Oh, my God. It, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful photo. That's so sick, man. Well, uh, well, Alan, man, I I feel like I have nothing else to ask you, man. I feel like this has just been really cool and just sitting down with you and like talking photography, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's been wicked, dude. Like It's it's nice to hear about your experience. It's, it's so distinct from what anything I've ever heard. Well, um, probably because you had not too much Cubans here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a big fact. I don't think I know any other Cubans. I, I've hardly had good Cuban food. When I lived in Richmond, there's a spot called Cuba Cuba, that was just amazing. Oh, I'd go there on Saturdays and I'd get the the, the pork sandwich with the pickle on it and yeah. the mustard. <sighs> so that's a Cuban sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> the Cuban sandwich was created in Miami by Cubans, but in Miami. Oh, so it's not real Cuban food. Well, I, we can say that it's Cuban food because it was created by Cubans. Oh, what about paella? Paella is a Spanish. And the paella is from Spain, but it's a Muslim dish. It's a Muslim dish? Yeah, because the south of Spain was, night for night centuries, centuries, belonged to the Muslims. Mm. So that area was influenced by the Muslim culture, the Moorish. And the paella is a dish from the... Um, Mediterranean area with everything they put inside. Oh. So it's a Spanish, it's Muslim, and we like in Cuba, but that's a Spanish. Oh, dang. I thought it was a Cuban dish this whole time. That's messed up. Dang. Well, we have black bean soup, roast pig. Oh, dude, the pig. Shredded beef, or oh. we call it ropa vieja. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, like it's a lot of variety of things. I cook at home. You cook a lot? So I don't miss that much the Cuban food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, you have to invite me over, man. This sounds pretty good. Sure. <laughs> we, maybe we can do something with photographer and I can cook. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad exchange there. Yeah, exactly. But, but Alan, um, just before we wrap up here, you know, is there anything you want to say to someone listening about, um, like Cuba or 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 their perceptions of Cuba or anything in general? I think about Cuba. Yeah, just you anything, can, yeah. Cuba is not what. The media said it's not what the media said in Cuba it's not what the media said outside Cuba so you have to go there mm. you have to leave and you're an American you go to Cuba you're going to feel like a home people will love you Word. and as if you want to help right now Cubans you want to help the Cubans you want to go you have to go to Cuba that's the best way to do it mm. Go there, and you are a photographer. You 
want to support Cuban photographers, go to Cuba. You want to donate any equipment to Cuban photographer, you can do it through me. I can bring it them when I go to Cuba and I can bring it to the, to the Cuban photographers. That's a good thing to do. Right. Well, I'm I'm sold. Next time I'm traveling, I know where I'm going. I know who I'm going to hit up. <laughs> so pff, count me in, dude. But anyways, man, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me here. Yeah, of course. I really man. appreciate that. I enjoyed the time here. I appreciate your time, man. Well, that's it, guys. Um, please look up Alan and his work. Uh, it's, 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 it's really good. It's amazing. It really makes you feel like you're in the streets of Cuba. And if you want to go to Cuba, hit him up for a tour. I'll leave all that in the link in the bio and all that good stuff. So that's it, guys. That's the angle. Peace. That's it, man. That was. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs>